Hello, everyone. Welcome to the weekend edition of Daily Devos, where we just have some conversations with those within our community and those connected to our community as we share transformative life with Jesus and with one another. And today we're going to look at a conversation with Kendall Corley, sat down with him, and he and Juliet have been a part of our community since almost the beginning. They moved into the neighborhood a few years ago, have developed beautiful relationships with their immediate neighbors. And Kendall uh, runs and owns a home healthcare agency, Visiting Angels, and I get to be a part of that a few hours a week as a life coach. And I just love how he cares for and connects with his employees in the way of Jesus. He, uh, his posture towards them is one of grace and truth, calling them in to who they really are and pointing them to Jesus in really appropriate non-pressure ways. So hope you enjoy this conversation as we talk business, as we talk fatherhood, as we talk life in the neighborhood. All right, Kendall, I got a speed round for you. You ready? Yes, go for it. Favorite Disney princess? Favorite Disney princess? Man. Okay, so... First thing that comes to your mind. Speed round. Speed round. Okay, let's just go with Aladdin, and I think that Princess Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. Nice. Tangle's good, too. I don't know. That's a tough (laughs) one. Is that Disney? Favorite childhood cereal? Um, Let's go with Captain Crunch. Yes. Except for it makes your mouth sore. Yeah, scratch the top of your mouth. (laughs) Um, favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon, if I was little, is Winnie the Pooh. And then as I got older, probably like the Wild Thornberries. You know what that is? No. No? Okay. I didn't think so. (laughs) What is uh, your, uh, what are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? It's a great question. What am I reading right now? Um, I'm reading a book called Little Britches. Have you read Little Britches? No. No, it's this cowboy book about being a son and a dad and like throughout farming the land and being ranchers and stuff like that. Is it fiction or is it? Like, no, it's based on a true story. Okay. It's like this guy's, like his upbringing and his dad's got all these like life lessons for him. Like, oh, no cool. son, you have to work hard. So, How did you hear about it? Uh, my dad used to read it to us when we were traveling a little and oh. I enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. So, just cool. like a, yeah. The last book I read though, what is that? I, oh, oh, uh, Hearing God, that one, I sent you a link to it, Nathan Pinocchio, that mm, teaching pastor. Yeah. He's a big Hillsong guy, but uh, really, really good book. Okay. Ten out of ten recommend. Cool. But I'm not reading anything deep like that right now, okay. aside from <laughs> Little Bridges is as deep as it gets, and it's pretty not deep. So, yeah. Well, what are you, so you felt like that book was really good? Which Hearing one? God? Hearing, oh, it was awesome. So it's, what, can you, can you, is it too much to put you on the spot? No, no, the biggest thing for me is like our first purpose is to know God, right? I think I look for like identity and purpose in a lot of different things like with work and mm-hmm. husband and all that stuff. And I love that the first purpose he, he talked about the book and I could not find my day in his book, but he talks about your, your first purpose is to know and like seek God mm-hmm. and like to know him. That's, that's your first mission. That's everybody's first mission, especially if you call yourself a Christian. And your second mission is in your work, right? And then so he goes into like these different realms of like how you can think about your career, and it may not be like in ministry, but you're in ministry in your work, right? And so, and I think I've talked to you about that a few times where I've struggled with 
well, you know, it's visiting angels. I don't know about it. And right. So I really, I really appreciated that in this book. Yeah. This, but we're not, yeah. How have you felt, like, how have you seen God at work in, in your business, in your work? Like, yeah, in my work? Uh, there's a lot of different ways. I think, um, how's God been at work? I think there's just a lot of, you know, what we brought, we brought you on, obviously. So that's been really cool. That's been really helpful because I think a lot of, like noticing God being at work is just like listening and being present to what's going on. Yeah. And so you guys do a lot more of that now for what I think I like doing some of, you know, it's really heavy. It's yeah. really, really heavy. Um, we have to have a lot of conversations, like deep conversations with a lot of people, especially in the office that are struggling with something or, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat that. And like, you know, I guess I don't know how to answer that question. There's, there's a lot of ways that God's at work and I see it through caregivers, the, you know, how we, how we take care of them. And then, I think there's just always, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm open to a lot of different things. I think that God is like that too. Like just a lot of conversations, especially yeah. difficult conversations. Have you, if you could think, I think you asked your staff this, but I'd like to ask you, like what's something you learned last year? Something I learned last year. What do you think is a big takeaway from 2020? 2020. Big takeaway from 2020 for me for sure, is I can, I can, I can totally do it. And that's from like a parenting perspective. Like it's really hard to be a parent. So kudos to all the parents out there. It's a lot of work. And so like even like Julia, like she did, she's with Everett all day. And I know some of you guys have like six and five kids. And like I'm, yeah, you guys are legends. But even from like a work um, stance, like we were able to still grow our business in that time frame, right? Our team. So we've been able to, so we can do it. And I think that, yeah, like it wasn't ideal. It wasn't a perfect situation, but we just figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, like that's a lot of like, I think life, like mm-hmm. I didn't get straight A's, but I figured it out. Right. Right. So I am not, yeah. So I think that was the one thing. It's like, I can't, I can do that. I, I did that in high school, yeah. did it in college, um, did it at Texas Roadhouse. And now we're doing it at Disney Angels. Yeah. <laughs> and it works out well. I mean, if you, yeah. I'm not a prosperity guy or anything like that, but I think if you work hard and you just figure it out to make it work for your clients, it's going to work out. So, yeah, because there was a weird season of like, well, how is it, what are we going to do and how is this going to work? And yeah, yeah. And sometimes being like a leader means you, you just show up and you go, it's kind of naive, but you go with that hope, right? Right. A lot like, like being a Christian. Right. <laughs> you live right. in that hope. So I hope that doesn't sound like despair or that, but. So I can't. Did you say I can? I can. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. So, so the challenge is um, you've just kind of, so it sounds like you're taking a uh, new confidence forward yeah. to 2021. Like no oh, matter okay. what's coming, like, you know, you'll get through it. Yeah. I think I got it. nervous, like even with like referral sources and like, this is going to be a restart for a lot of companies and they're not going to use me anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to find something better, but okay, actually they do like us. Yeah. We actually do a good job. You mentioned parenting. Yeah. Uh, what are you learning about yourself or, uh, yeah, as, as a dad, a year into it, a year and a half into it? Yeah. So just like with my team at the office, I think I'm learning that I'm, I'm impatient, right? Like I, I don't want Everett to grow up. He's a super awesome little baby. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, why are you crying? Like, stop crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I get frustrated that he's not picking up something sooner than he should. Like, he's just like, what's taking you so long? And you're being fussy about it. But if you just stop or if you just let me change you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's something that I can be really impatient. And uh, I don't know where 
that comes from, but I really just need to enjoy the moments, mm-hmm. right? Because he's not going to be this little fire. Even you told me when I, yeah. I jumped in, his, I went and snuggled him the other night. And you're like, oh, I miss those nights. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got to enjoy these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I live. Yeah, it goes quick. I was thinking the other day, my kids don't snuggle really anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm Unless sure. I'm reading to them. So that's been a special time yeah. for us. So, well, yeah. So I got I got I'm, I'm impatient. That's what I'm learning yeah. as a parent. But uh, yeah, mom, moms are champs. I, yeah. Shannon shared a picture on Facebook. The Shannon Harden shared a Facebook on a picture of one of her babies crying at her feet while she's making breakfast. And Everett does that same thing. Like, most mornings and so it is hard because you're trying to cook yeah. and somebody's crying at your feet so kudos to Juliet and to moms like Shannon and other moms out there because it's, it's hard yeah it is and I'm at work and I'm like what's so hard about it and I'm not saying that it's really hard I'm just saying like I you get home and it's yeah, it's, a, it's a weird conversation we have to go down that rabbit hole yeah. but um, yeah I'm impatient and so trying to be I, one thing I think I told you this is I'm trying to get home and I'm trying to ask Everett like can I play with you yeah I want him to be that kid that Remember, he sees other kids. Says, I can kind of play with you. He's yeah. a little shy right now, too. So, can you, yeah, flesh that out a little bit more? What's that look like? I think you said you intentionally like put, my phone put your phone down, look at Everett, and say, "Can I play with you?" Yes. Like, why? Why are you? Why did you choose to do that? Like, what? Because I think it's really easy for me to feel like I need to tap out for like thirty or forty-five minutes to like, catch my breath. Uh-huh. Um, but that's his first interaction thing when I come home. And if my, if his first interaction means me coming home is me texting people from the office or making a few more phone calls, even if it's important stuff, it's important that he sees that like I, when I get home, like he is priority number one and it gives Juliet a break, but also I want him to be somebody when he walks into a room that he's engaged with other people. Yeah. That he's looking in the face and cause I think that it's easy. I know I was a shy little kid too, but I want him to be open to like meeting people and saying, Hey, can I play with you? Yeah. And not every kid's going to be open to that. And it may take him, you know, 12 years. He may not want to talk to people for yeah. 15, until he's 15 yeah. and that's fine. But I do want, I want to encourage him to do that. And I want to try to breathe that into him. Yeah. So he's walking to places saying, Hey, can I play with you? That's awesome. Or can you play with me? Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that, uh, challenges me. Like, as I hear you say that, cause I, yeah, there's always like one more text you can send as you're walking in the yeah. house or whatever, and you walk in distracted. Mm-hmm. And I think that what that communicates um, is like, well, you're not yet, right? Yeah, not yet, Jackson, not yet, Juliet, not yet, Joanna. Yeah, um, and so like creating that clear boundary and priority in the neighborhood. Yeah, has that been two years now or two and a half years? Two three? and a half years. Two and a half years. I want to say two and a half years, maybe three. Yeah. So just tell me about, like, it sounds like you have a lot of just um, opportunities to just know and get to know your neighbors. Tell, tell me a little bit about what that's been like, how, yeah. what you've learned. Um, I've learned that my neighbors are really active outside. Okay. Like, they're really, like, they, and I love it. I mean, it's, it's cool. It can be a little overwhelming at times, and I've shared this with you, that like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go outside because they're outside, which is not good, not a good thing to have. But um, I do enjoy, like, the small interactions. Um, I'm figuring out how to like totally be engaged in that moment. So it's the same thing. Like the guy can be distracted really easy. Like, Hey, I really have to get to work or like, yeah, it's really great. I'll talk to him and get back. Um, but yeah, I'd love just the conversations. It's taken a lot of time, like, um, just getting to where I am with them now. And I think it just takes being present. You know, like the other day I heard them, them, one of my neighbors arguing with three other guys in, in his, uh, driveway about basketball, you know, and he knew I was outside. He, Kendall, get over here. And I was like, what's going on? And so I helped, I think I helped settle the debate that the Warriors 
Yeah, so it was, it was, but it was a good debate, you know, and like I felt like he really wanted my real opinion on something, and it was like yeah. not just like a, yeah. So it's cool. I feel like we're friends, you know. Yeah. He, he, um, and the same with like my, I have a few other neighbors who I'm really close with that yeah. I really enjoy those those interactions. It's, it's it's really just like being friendly. Yeah. Um, I know that they we used to have church at our house, and they'd be like, "You guys are having your Bible study. You guys do your thing." So like I said, it's like I'm not pushing um, church on them, but they know that we are a part of the church. So yeah. like. Um, it's really cool because you guys, the, the church, um, helped out one of my neighbors a lot during COVID, like uh-huh. a lot. Um, and he's become emotional like a few times talking to me. In fact, the last time I took him a COVID relief fund money, I mean, he broke down crying. He's yeah. like, he, I was about to rob a bank. I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was going to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's powerful. Yeah. Like that he literally, I, I walked up to him, had money in my hand, smacked it in his hand. He's like, what? Are you kidding me? I was gonna rob a bank. I was literally gonna go rob a bank. I didn't know what I was gonna do. So, um, yeah. But I, I mean, what it's been like. I, I think it's been fun for us yeah. that my neighbors can. Everett's not shy of them. I mean, COVID's kind of restricted us in a different, few different ways. We're yeah. not going out as much, but my neighbors, like he'll, he'll let them hold them. Yeah. So that's cool. There you have it, Kendall Corley. Good stuff. Hey, continue reading with us as we reflect daily on the scriptures. Starting Monday, Joanna will be leading us this coming week in our Daily Devos reflections. We're in Genesis, we're in John, and always the Psalms, a great way to share life with Jesus and one another and guide us in our pursuit of justice, peace, and flourishing. Love y'all. See you soon.